What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with my boy Jones. No Sully this week, but you got Jones and myself to rock with you. We're going to get you through this Christmas week coming up on the end of this shit-ass year 2020. And tonight, actually, we're recording this Tuesday afternoon. Tonight kicks off the NBA season. NBA is back. Pretty exciting time. So we're going to do a little season preview here. We're going to go through, you know, odds to win championship, MVP odds, win totals. We'll, we'll kind of get into it all here. And, of course, we'll give you our best bets for NFL Week 16. Crazy that it's already fucking Week 16 of the season. I don't know how that happened. But we somehow it's made nuts. it through. We made it through. We didn't think Without- we'd see it. I know, without missing a game, really. I mean, we had a couple of reschedules, a couple of delays, but no cancellations. Yeah, yeah, everyone's playing the full sixteen. It's pretty impressive. You got to give it to the NFL. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I, I mean, mean, there hasn't been my, much like issue. There's been players here and there, but I mean, we had like yeah. one at the beginning. We had a couple weeks that weren't great, and then we had a couple weeks recently that weren't great. But like ten of the Laura, other weeks were yeah. fine. For the most part, it's really good. I mean, the Ra- the Ravens Thanksgiving debacle was probably the worst. That was probably the low point. Yeah, that, um, that wasn't good. But even that game wasn't canceled. You know, I mean, they played it six days later, five days later, whatever. But it was, you know, they still got it in. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That game was played on like a Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I gave it to him. I was one of the people that was not confident the NFL was going to pull it off. Um I thought they'd have some form of a season and they'd get to the playoffs somehow, but I didn't. I didn't think there was a better than a fifty percent chance they would make it. Every team playing sixteen games, you know. I know it's crazy. It's crazy, but good for them for getting through. That bodes well. Uh, hopefully next year this isn't something we'll have to worry about. We'll have fans and stands, and we'll have life back to normal. <laughs> life back to normal, baby. That's the goal. Now we got the NBA starting tonight, like we said. Um, Unlike when the NBA came back in the summer, they will not be in a bubble. Um, We will see if that will create any issues. Obviously, there is a lot more travel involved in the NBA than there is in the NFL. You play a lot more teams. You travel to cities more frequently. So uh, definitely more of a risk for things to go poorly regarding the NBA. But we're going to pretend like a full season is going to be played, and we're going to talk some win totals. Um, I got to tell you right off the bat, one I like right at the top of the list. We got the Brooklyn Nets, 44 and a half. Give me that over. I watched them play the Celtics in preseason well, we got the a, other night. And it's a, it's what? It's a, we got to remember it's a 72 game season this year, right? It's yes. 10 less games. Right. So, okay. So, that so would 44, be, that's normally probably like 48 and a half. Yeah. I'd still take that, honestly. Yeah. I think they're going to be good. KD looks pretty fucking he looks like kd he looks like he he looks really good i was i mean that was demoralizing to watch Kyrie and kd shit all over the celtics i know it's just preseason but still i mean they they whoop some ass yeah i mean look right below them you know looking speaking of kd his old team the warriors 38 and a half i know i mean you're you're telling me the warriors only going to be two three games above 500 it's uh, I, you got to think that's that they're, they're trying to trick people there. You think with that one with Clay being out, it's like okay, yeah, um, I, yeah. I don't, I don't see it. I just think, I think Curry's in line for an unreal year. I think, I think Curry's got a real good shot at you know MVP. And we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. But 
he's got to be he's got to be one of your your main picks for an MVP because without Clay, if they finish, let's say they finish in anywhere in the top four, and Curry has an unreal season, oh. how are you not going to give him the MVP? Lock it in. It's I mean yeah. Because you know he's going to be scoring. He's probably going to be averaging thirty-five yeah, to forty a game. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying I'm giving Curry at least twenty-eight, twenty-nine a night averaging this year. Um, you know he's got he's got a lot of scorers around him. You know, obviously he doesn't have Clay, but people like to rag on Wiggins and and Ubre, but Wiggins fucking puts the ball in the hoop. You know. Yeah. As terrible as he is on the defensive end, and as you know, as for as many reasons as there is to clown him, those guys know how to put the ball in the hoop, uh, and, and they can be effective if if Curry knows how to play them, the, play with them the right way, and and they step up. Um, I, I think the Warriors are gonna. I, I predict them finishing probably third or fourth in the West, if I had to guess. That would be my prediction for the Warriors. And what you think the Lakers and the uh, Clippers ahead of them? Yeah. Yeah, and then it would be they'll be battling Denver for that third, fourth spot, fifth spot, maybe with Portland too in there. Yeah, um, I see. I think the Mavs have a real good chance at uh, cracking the top five in the West this year if they can get they KP healthy. I mean, Luca's only going to get better. Yeah, that's that. Health is their big thing. It always will be. Um, I mean, KP's starting the year not playing. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I think it's going to be like a month, maybe a little less. Um, but I mean, you know, he's now coming off three major knee injuries in five years. Um, not great. You know, it's not great for a guy that's seven three. You know, I, I love. I mean, I'm obviously a Knicks fan. I, I've always liked KP. I think. I think at his no injuries, I think he has the talent to be a top three player in the NBA. But injuries are always going to plague him. Um, at this point, it's it's not a trend. It's it's now a trend. It's not. It's no longer coincidence. Um, he is an injury prone player. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm hoping the Mavericks take a step back this year because the Knicks own that first round pick. So I'm I'm really hoping for. Uh, you know, I'm not wishing injury on anyone, but you know, maybe Luca. You know, tweaks the ankle a little bit. He misses four to six weeks, something like that. You know, just. They just missed the playoffs, you know, and get Knicks get that like you know thirteenth, fourteenth pick. I'm not not trying to be just selfish. And, yeah, just just, just get enough. us in the lottery. Just get us in the lottery. Um, no, but I mean, you know, it, it's the Mavericks are a really interesting team, and and I, I think they're going to be a blast to watch on Christmas. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's entirely injury related for them. I mean, even their secondary guy, Tim Hardaway, is not he he's he's had some fragile moments in his career too. Um, another, uh, you know, obviously a Nick, I know Nick. well, yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's going to, there's a lot of question marks with Dallas. Um, but they have Luca, you know, Luca's a, uh, to me, unarguably a top five player in the league at this point. Oh yeah. He's, he's unbelievable. I, this is only his third year he's going into. Yep. Third yeah. year, third year. Um, and I, I think he'll be the best player in the league in the next three to five years. Um, and a perennial MVP candidate. I think he'll win multiple MVP awards um, and maybe a title. We'll see. Um, Dallas has good makeup. People like to go there. Great. Good arguably ownership. Greater, yeah, arguably the best owner in the game. Um, so Dallas is always going to be an attractive place. And no taxes. No yes, state income no tax. no state income tax. Best part about Texas. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> Dallas has a lot a lot to look forward to. Um, but health is a, is a big thing for them. Speaking of uh, guys who have won multiple MVPs, 
Giannis and the Bucks highest win total, uh, fifty one. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's tough. That's a it's lot. Definitely, that's a tough one because they could win fifty five games. They could go fifty five and seventeen. I I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. But the East is on the on the up. You know the East. The East, the East is no joke anymore. Definitely I mean, better than it has have, been in the past ten years. You have Brooklyn. You have Boston. You have. Toronto, you have Philadelphia. You have the Heat. I mean, the you have the Heat. I mean, the Heat. Everyone's taking, expecting them to take a little bit of a step back. I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to pick the Heat to go to back to the finals, but they're going to be a good regular season team. Yeah, they're uh, so absolutely. well coached. They have the talent. I mean, they have young talent too. It's like yeah. they kept most of their core together. I think they're going to be a problem for a lot of teams this year. I, 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 I think I take the under on 51 on the Bucks. Yeah, I think that's it's going to be close. It's going to be it's going to be, you know, maybe they get 53, maybe they get 50. Like, I think it's going to be very, very close to that number. Either way, I don't think they'll they'll be far off. But 51 in in a 72 game season is that's a lot. Yeah. And even Miami, 43 and a half. To me, that's I think that's the right number for Miami. I see them around that, you know, the 41 to 44 range, 45. Yeah, all those teams. It's like I was looking who else. You have the Celtics at forty four and a half. You have the Sixers at forty four and a half. Um, yeah, Heat. Yeah, forty three and a half. There was another one that was right there. Um, In, Indiana's thirty nine and a half. Yep, right there. Um, yeah, Raptor, it's all those Raptors t- forty two and a half. So yeah, they're 42 all two and a half. I mean, yeah. the East is all right be, there. It's going to be tight this year, I think. I think they'll all be very, very close to these projections, honestly. Like the Celtics, 44 and a half. Um, I, it's I gonna be close. Ways, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be close. Yeah. They could, I think it'd be somewhere. I think it'll be between like the 42 to 48 range where they end I, up. I think I really do like the, the, uh, the, the Raptors over 42 yeah. and a half. Um, they're, you know, they're a solid regular season team. You know, they always have been, even back to the DeRozan days. They're well coached. Uh, they have depth. Granted, they you know they lost some people. They lost Ibaka this year, um, but they kept their core intact. They kept Van Fleet in there. They they um, they still have Siakam. I don't know. I I like that squad. I, obviously, Lowry. Um, I, I just I I've always liked Toronto in the regular season. I think they can you know forty two and a half. And, I'll take them being over more oh, than, yeah. you know, eight games over 500. I think so, too. They're always right at the top of the uh, conference. They're never – they might not be able to get done in the playoffs every year, but they are, like you said, a, a great regular season team. Yeah. Um, One that's very interesting, Houston, 35 yeah, and a half. I saw that. That's like – I mean – 35 – I mean, you're essentially saying that 35 and a half would put them one game under – 36 and 36 is – is 500. So if they, you're saying they're essentially going to go 500, are you betting they're going to go 500 or better? That's the bet on Houston. And I mean, that might not be a bad one to take the under now. Yeah. Thinking that Harden is going to be going somewhere. Yeah. You're going to get, you're going to get the value here now. Uh, and cause I mean, that Houston's a team that could go, if all things goes right, they're they're a pretty solid team. You know, John Wall stays healthy and his old John Wall. Yep. Demarcus Boogie. Cousins yep. stays healthy and his old Demarcus Cousins. And James Harden stays in town. All of a sudden, that's a pretty damn good roster. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know. For sure. So 
that that ha- but I think the the adverse end of that is much more likely with Harden being gone, Wall not being himself, and Boogie not being himself. You know, so and then all of a sudden that's really not an impressive roster because they depth is not their thing. Yeah, no, it's not, and especially the way they like to play. In Houston, I mean, it's yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. Exactly. It, it doesn't mode well. So I, that is a very interesting number. Um, bringing it back to something he said before about Luka Doncic being a perennial MVP candidate. As of right now, he is the betting favorite at two and a half to one to win the 2021 regular season MVP, followed closely behind by Giannis at four and a half to one. Um, I'm kind of surprised by that. That Luka is the favorite. I. I mean, I understand it completely. It's just kind of a uh, a shock to see that this uh, preseason yeah. to see him has the the betting favorite by you know by the only the only explanation I could come up with is that we know Luca is going to spend some time being the sole guy right in in Dallas, um, and he's got the opportunity to be to really vault vault Dallas up a notch. Um, whereas Giannis is really just, he's, where can he go from here? You know, he's kind of, they've already dominated the regular season the past two years. Um, obviously have disappointed in the playoffs, but Giannis has put up unreal numbers and you can't, it's hard to envision him, you know, putting up better numbers than he has, you know, he's coming close to averaging a triple double. Um, and, and Luca's doing the same thing numbers wise, but it's hard to imagine Luca really taking a huge step up individual numbers wise but he's got the ability to have those numbers translate into a huge margin a a huge improvement in the wins category from a team perspective oh definitely Um, and that's where the mv the vp part of mvp comes in um so i yeah i mean because you you, even if even if the bucks improve even if the bucks go uh they make it to the finals or you know something like that you have to look at it. It's got to, It's going to partly go to Drew Holiday, the the Drew Holiday edition, you know, and the other ancillary pieces they got, you know, signing a Bobby Portis and other veterans like that um, coming in. The team they built around Giannis, um, especially if Giannis is putting up similar uh, individual numbers. Um, so I think that that would be my only guess on where the advantage in Luca's odds come from. I think it's really just opportunity more than anything. But I I love Steph Curry at seven hundred too. Yeah, I love uh I love a couple of these too. Uh KD at uh plus 900. Um I mean he looks great. He looks awesome. Yeah. Brooklyn Lillard if can, at if plus he, a thousand. Oh yeah. I mean these are these are these are good odds for great players. Also obviously, um we've talked about this before. Sully normally has the same thought as me on this, but kind of a sleeper pick still. He's pretty young, but Jason Tatum uh 20 to 1. For MVP, if the Celtics can make a deep run and he continues to progress the way he has the past two seasons, I mean he should be he should be a uh, one of the front runners for MVP. Come, you know, by the the same by the same token, uh, I'll throw out another couple guys from the West: Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker. Donovan Mitchell is one of the the Jazz are one of those teams that could be in that three to four or five conversation seed conversation with the with the Warriors and the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. Um, and if Mitchell's leading the charge, you know, putting up insane numbers and they vault themselves up in the three or four seed, he's going to be in the conversation too. And at 35 to one, 
those are great odds. Yeah, that's that's value right there. <laughs> you can't. Um, and you can't and then you look that. at Booker with he's now going to have a point guard for the first time in his life, and arguably right. a top five point guard of all time in Chris Paul. Um, and we saw what he, we saw what he did with OKC last year, and how he improved all those guys around him. You know, especially Shea. Who who's to say that Booker doesn't you know take a huge step forward in in what he looks like and the suns all of a sudden are in the playoff conversation if the suns come out and they're you know in the six seven seed five six seven seed conversation you know and devin booker's putting up 30 a night why not 20 to 1 as well you know yeah Um, that's great value and we know he's capable of it i mean the kid dropped 70 his rookie (laughs) yeah yeah exactly he's definitely capable of of uh putting that type of output on the floor especially now that he's gonna have a point guard like you said i mean that's just yeah and the nba loves giving it to a guy that kind of is the first time mvp getter you know like who's really just oh you know to me like if devin booker and Giannis put up the same numbers and Giannis was the the Bucks were the one seed and the Suns were the five seed. I think, I think they give De- it to, yeah. Booker, I think they give it Devin to Booker, Booker too. Gets it, Especially you know? then you're not giving it to a guy three years in a row. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean to to do that you have to just be so dominant. Like, it's like Jordan, you know. Right. You just have to be so dominant. And even then, like they they, you could argue Jordan was robbed of the MVP in '97 with from Malone. Um. You know, and it was just like, were you really going to give the guy seven in a row? You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, come on, let's let somebody else have a turn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of potential value. I would wet the beak on a lot of different guys um, oh, in yeah. this in this uh, in this this bet right here. Yeah, definitely. I, I like a lot of those as well. Um, definitely going to be uh Wetting the beak, as we say. Um, and then the um, next one we'll look at, Rookie of the Year. Um, another another good one here. Um, Something a Nick could win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of crazy. LaMelo Ball, the favorite. I know yeah. he's got the uh, he's he's got the name. He's got the clout. But I, I don't particularly like that. I do like your boy, Obi, though. I do like that a lot. That 5-1, to one, that's... He was the best player in college basketball last year. Um, there's no reason to think he's not going to be better this year. And, I mean, he's basically competing with the same crop of players he was competing with last year, aside from yeah. a few. So I think I think Obi Toppin, I think that's a that's a very, very uh, safe bet at a decent value at 5-1. to one. Yeah, it's a very solid bet. Um, you really got to look at opportunity when when you're looking at rookie of the year odds. Um, and Lamelo, like, I mean, he's. I think Lamelo's look great. I think he's going to be a star. I think he's going to be fantastic. Oh yeah, he's good. He's um, he's definitely good. I don't know if he's going to put up the points though. I don't know if he's an efficient enough scorer yet to really make a splash. Um, on that side of the ball, I mean, he's going to have a lot of highlight plays, but. To me, he reminds me a lot of Jason Williams, where he'll have his nights as a scorer, but he's really going to wow you with his playmaking every yeah. night from the get-go. Um, yeah. And also, the, the Hornets are—I don't see it. I know they have—I know they have Gordon Hayward. I know they have Graham and and Ball, and they have some great young pieces. I just don't see it with the Hornets yet. Um, the East I think, is too good right now. Yeah, I don't—I don't think they're a playoff team yet. Um, they could be. They could be. They could sneak in the seven or eight seed. I'm not not discounting them completely. 
Um, they certainly have taken an upgrade in talent, but you know there is a little bit of a logjam there at the at the one spot for them. You know, with with Terry Rozier and Devonte Graham and now Lamelo, um, you have to figure Lamelo gets the nod there. But at the same time, you're paying Terry Rozier twenty million. You Devonte Graham, you got to reward him in some way for having a phenomenal year last year. So you know there might be some little less opportunity there for him. Whereas Obi, you know, I don't I don't think he's going to start to begin the year, but he can play the three or the four. He's shown he can shoot. He's shown he can run in transition, um, and he's going to have highlight plays. And as much as that you might not think that matters, it matters. You know, it, It's memorable plays, um, and that's an advantage LaMelo will have too. Um, and Wiseman, you know, I, I like Wiseman. I think he's going to be great for the Warriors. I, don't, I just don't know if he's going to get the opportunity to really showcase his talents. He's going to be what the third fourth option at best on that team yeah on offense you know and it maybe fifth if they're putting draymond ahead of him curry curry and wiggins for sure ahead of him draymond probably ahead of him i mean might not be from a scoring sense but the ball moves through draymond a lot in that offense yeah it does yeah and yeah and he'll you know he's probably gonna go with the guy he trusts more than the new guy. Yeah. honestly. and then Ubre's got especially a, after last year a lot of talent too. So you're looking at at best he's the fourth option on offense. Yeah. Um, but Anthony Edwards could be there too. I mean that's I think that's good value too. You get even though it's five to one, like he's gonna start and he's gonna get the ball a lot and he's uber athletic and can shoot and yeah he'll definitely have know, the opportunity to put up a yeah, rookie of the year it, season. He has to improve his shot selection, but um, you know it's there for him. You know, it's it's there for him. Yeah, I definitely definitely agree. Um, I, Isaac Okoro has looked good early too. He had a couple of high double digit games. I think 18, 19 points a few games uh, for Cleveland. So maybe he and there's another place where he could have opportunity. I was gonna say you, there you have all the opportunity in yeah. the world. That's there. They're rebuilding. And my last one, I, I like uh, Cole Anthony, eighteen to one. I saw that. He's probably, gonna, he's probably going to be the starting point guard for Orlando. He looked good in in uh, preseason. He's a scorer. We know he can score. Um, it'll be about distributing. If he can have Atla- uh, Orlando making a little bit of noise, maybe in the eighth seed conversation again, why not? You know, Cole Anthony's got the talent to do it. And eighteen to one, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, moving on to the uh, championship odds, someone who is also 18 to 1, uh, a team that I, I loved watching in the playoffs last year that shocked a lot of people, the Denver Nuggets, 18 to 1 to win the NBA championship this year. I like that a lot. Uh, I think they have a lot to, very build, solid. A lot to build off of uh, coming off of last year. Obviously, you know, that top tier, the West is tough. They're tough teams to get through, but. They they really proved themselves last year. They didn't they didn't get it done obviously, but um, what they came back from three one twice. I mean that's just it's unheard of. You you just don't you don't see that. So I think they I think they have a lot of good things to build off of. And at eighteen to one, that's just that's outstanding value. Yeah, I I also like the the Celtics value. Yes, fourteen, uh, 14 I was to one. At that. I mean, I, I like what Boston did this offseason. I, I think the, the Tristan Thompson signing was low-key great. Um, it's another big body. They've always had, you know, the Kendrick Perkins and Daniel Deese and, and his Cantor. And, you know, and I know they bring those guys back. But now you really kind of fortify that front line with, with Thompson. Um, 
gives you a guy with championship experience. He defends well. He rebounds well. He can hit uh, an elbow jumper. Um, he, he's going to be a valuable piece to them, and they got him on a decent deal. And Robert Williams up and coming. You know, yeah, I think, and I, he'll, think, I think he'll have a good year, Robert Williams. He looked he looked stronger. He looked um he looked he just looked better all around at the end of last season. And now he's gonna have a guy like Tristan in there to uh hopefully help him a bit. I think that'll be I think that'll be really good. Absolutely. And um you know, even Peyton Pritchard looked good early on. He could be a valuable scorer off the bench on that second unit. Yeah. Uh, I, love I think Teague their depth too. is gonna be a real strength. Yeah, yeah Teague's gonna, another veteran point guard That's perfect. Be. For them, because um, then, you know, Kemba's already got injury issues kind of creeping in. So to have a guy like Teague that can really be a, a solid step-in starter as a veteran point guard I th- and really keep the, the, you know, the team on the path it's been going, you know, not losing Kemba won't be as much of a disruption. No, it definitely um, and won't. Then, and then keeping those second unit guys in line, it, it's fantastic. I thought Teague signing was phenomenal for them. Um, I I really like Boston at fourteen to one. I think that's there's really good value there. Yeah, no. I think Brooklyn too. No, no Hayward too yeah. is going to help things out. That's one less score for the ball to I go agree. through. Now that's going to help Jalen. That's going to help Tatum. That's going to help Kemba when he's back. It's like you're going to have. I think you're going to see. That's another reason why I like Tatum for MVP. You have no Hayward. That's literally one less score that was taking fifteen points a game. You're not going to have yeah. that this year, so someone's going to need to make up for it, and it's probably going to be him. Uh, yeah, I agree, and I, I think there was so much the uh, last year and a half in Boston, so much of le- focus on trying to really make Gordon Hayward comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, get him back in the fold. It was it, it seemed forced at times, um, and I don't know how, if for a- any effect that had in the locker room or on the game planning or whatever, but just as a, a viewer from the outside, it, it seemed like they they were putting a lot of focus and energy into getting him back in the fold and focusing on him, and it just it seemed to cause problems at times um, with you know how they were playing together as a team. It seemed to really kind of mess with chemistry. I don't think from a locker room standpoint, I don't think there was any animosity, but it just seemed on the floor. It seemed like it. Yeah, it seemed on the floor they weren't they weren't gelling as well as they could have, um, but I, yeah, I think with you know I like this group for the Celtics. Um, I don't like the Nets plus five hundred odds though. I think that's way overvalued. <laughs> I was thinking that I'm like they're the second best odds to win the championship. Yeah. Like I'm that's not, way too I'm much. Not there for that. No, they're a good no. team, but there's like like we've been saying the East is just better than it's been in a really long time. It's going to be tough for any of these teams to get out of there. I mean, the Bucks at, at plus 500 makes sense. Uh, the yeah. Nets, I'd be more comfortable with the Nets at, like, 9. Like, put them yeah, at, like, 9 Yeah, I was going to say 8,900, like I, eight, eight, I think, is the yeah. number for the Nets. Because they um, definitely are, um, on paper, better than the Celtics, obviously. You have Kyrie and KD. You still have Dinwiddie. You still have Karis LeVert. They're, they're definitely, I think, a little bit better on paper than the Celtics. But um, So they should have, you know, they should the value should reflect that, but... Five to one is just that's way, way, way too high. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's just people betting it down. I think it's, you know, it's the market kind of playing to what right. what people are doing. I but I agree. I don't, I'm not I'm not touching the nets at that number. No, I think you got to give them a year. Like I mean, I don't, they only have two years left with this squad. You know, <laughs> which people, is crazy. <laughs> people forget about that. You know, um, so we'll we'll see. You know what what happens but 
this the, there's no guarantees in Brooklyn. We've seen them do this before, you know. Yeah, and, we and definitely did. <laughs> and it resulted in a uh, six seed and a second round exit. You know? And then ten years of misfortune. And then ten years <laughs> of terribleness. Yeah, yeah. And I don't no. think it'll go that poorly, but I, I don't. Maybe it's my bias. I just don't see this this Nets team winning a championship as as presently constructed. I think they need to add more. Um, but who knows? Uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Kyrie detractor. I don't think he can <laughs> he can pull it off. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I uh, it'll it'll definitely be interesting. Any uh, any other teams that you like on there before we move on? Um, I don't. I just this year. I think it's you know we went into last year thinking that there was really true parity and there was seven or eight teams that could win truly win it all. And I just don't see it this year. I think there's really, I think there's four or five teams that could win it. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. I just don't see Denver getting over the hump. I don't see Portland getting over the hump. I don't see Philly getting over the hump. I'm just not, you know, and even if I'm not saying Brooklyn's going to do it, how can I say Philly or Denver or Toronto or Houston, you know, like, but then again, we have the Miami Heat from last year. You know, they, they don't have any injuries. What happens in that series? You know, maybe it's a different conversation. Um, Yeah, definitely. I I think, you know, they had it. They they definitely had a good chance to win that series, but I mean they even at eighteen to one for them that's that's decent value. It's so tough to get back there in back to back years, but I mean they yeah. They I mean to me right now basketball at the right time. Who's to say that won't happen again this year? Uh, exactly. Uh, right now, I would not be comfortable betting on anyone besides the two LA teams, the Bucks, the Warriors, and the Celtics yeah. to win it all. Yeah, no, that's but fair. that's not to say that that couldn't happen. Obviously, you know this is going to be still somewhat of a different season. Um, you know, there's plenty of plenty of room for teams to move up. That's why they play the games. So, exactly, exactly. Let's uh, let's move on now. Let's go to our NFL best bets of the week. A very very uh, betting heavy episode, which we love. It's of always, course, it's always our of favorite. Course. <laughs> nothing nothing more. I like talking about. Um, so, uh, update on the standings, decent week for the boys last week. Uh, Sully, who isn't here, went two, two and one. Um, Jones went two, two and one as well. And I went three, one and one. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty decent week, but the, the standings now, uh, I've taken first place by a small margin at 33, 37 and four Sully in a very close second at 33, 40 and two. And Jones in third at 28, 42, and 5. We've had a rough few weeks, guys. Took those total numbers down, but we're, we're bouncing back. We we all had pretty decent weeks last week, looking to build off of it, finish this season strong, um, get back to get back to uh, over 500. That's all we want. <laughs> That's all we want. <laughs> yeah. As it stands now, I think with the four pushes, I'm right at 500, at 33, 37, and 4. It's technically not lost. You, yeah, yeah, right at five. That's true. But we'd like to be, we'd like to be above that. Um, I've got my picks ready to go. Uh, first one, I'm taking uh, Lions at home against the Bucks plus nine and a half. Um, the Bucks really looked not great that first half against the Falcons on Sunday. The Falcons just awful. 
hilarious that they blew another game when they had over a 95% chance to win, uh, leading 24-7. to <laughs> Crazy that they lost that game. They did cover a spread, however, so I love no. them for that. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking the Lions plus nine and a half. I think they're. I think they'll keep it within, within uh, you know, within that that range there. I could see like a, a loss by a touchdown here. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions lead this game at some point. Um, I'm also taking the Browns at minus nine and a half. Um, must win game for the Browns. They're gonna go out there and I think they're gonna stomp the Jets. I I don't know what the Jets are doing winning games. Um, one of the more baffling um, scenarios I've ever seen after you go 0 and 13 to, to, to win a game. Just a, and, a and devastating scenario. Yeah, devastating I mean, scenario. After the way they threw the game the week before, I, I don't understand how you go out and you beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, right. But... Imagine, you know, imagine if they won that game against Oakland and then they're looking at two wins. They're looking at like the third or fourth pick now. Yeah, that's crazy. I if just, they do that. I... And they don't get it. They don't even have the chance to take Fields or Lawrence. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Fields, I don't think, will be any better than Darnold for him. They really, really messed this one up. Uh, but I'm taking the Browns minus 9.5 there. I usually don't like those, but uh, I think the Browns come out and they win this one big. They need it. They have a chance of the division now. Um, so I think they're going to go out there and, and make a statement. Uh, another favorite that I like this week, I like the Colts against the Steelers. Uh, to help the Browns out here, I like the Colts minus one and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looks awful. I don't. I mean, they they weren't. They definitely weren't as good as we all thought they were. Um, they really didn't beat anyone. Um, that now know, it's getting ugly. That they didn't beat now any. It's... They didn't beat anyone. Yeah, but now, yeah, now it's just it's getting ugly. I mean, losing to the Bengals. Um, or the Ryan Finley. Too. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even not lose even, to Joe Burrow. Not even Burrow. <laughs> that's just that's. Yeah. That's bad. So I am. I'm it's a rough roll. out. It's a rough look. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with this continuing to uh, spiral, and I'm taking the Colts minus one and a half. Uh, the Monday night game for my final spread: uh, Bills at Patriots. I'm taking the Bills minus seven. Patriots are done. They're so done. They are. They are doneer than done could be. Um, Cam sucks. I don't even know if he'll start. Honestly, I think they'll probably throw Stidham out there. Uh, Cam. It's got to be better than what Cam's doing right now. I mean, it's just atrocious. This, this is yeah. Been, the only thing. I mean, does, does Cam have a job next year? I don't think so. Not here. It's a fair question. Not here. <laughs> I I, think, yeah, I don't think in New England. I think they'll figure something else out. I mean, we do have some opportunities. Maybe they go after a Matt Stafford. Maybe they go after a Matt Ryan. Um, maybe they'll maybe they'll try and make. A maybe they move. trade up for Fields. Maybe I wouldn't hate that. They I have sixteen picks. They 16 do, picks they, to move they, up. they could definitely do it and i mean but it'd be with the jets at this point and i i don't know if i see that happening it's fair yeah i don't i don't think the jets are going to do anything that moves them out of the top five yeah it's just going to be it's it's going to be but tough you do have that scenario where you the 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 jets, jets pass <laughs> yeah. well the jets win again but the jets pass on fields at two and then you know they take the best player available and that or you know uh, someone and uh, Cincinnati's obviously going to take the left tackle out of Oregon. Yep. And then you got that team, whoever it is, sitting at four, ready to take on a king's ransom for Fields, for whoever wants him. Yeah, I I like Fields, but I don't. I mean, he hasn't looked 
really great this year. Ohio State has that. I know it's a weird year. They didn't have whatever. They didn't have camp. They didn't have. They only played six games, whatever it is. But I mean, he just has not looked good. It's been they've been yeah they've been playing not, teams way hasn't too been the same close. Play. Yeah, Ohio State in general just hasn't been. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think I'd rather go. I'd rather try and go after someone like a Stafford or even uh, even a Matt Ryan and try and get Matt him Ryan here. Yeah. And what about Jimmy G? Maybe Jimmy G bring him back. Maybe. I mean that I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that either. I think he would definitely work out better here than he would in San Fran. I think it would be yeah. a much better system. And then Belichick would get his way. You know what I mean? It would be it, he would finally get his way after all these years. But I think you got to give you got to give him back a second round pick yeah. or maybe a third rounder. Um, just because you gave that's what you gave him up for. It'd be like a little understand, you know, unspoken agreement. Right. Be like, hey, it didn't work out there. Let me have him back. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you at all. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your second round pick back. Call yep. it even. We got to pay him a little more now, but it's fine. Yep, exactly. Um, and then for my last pick, my total, I'm taking the Eagles Cowboys over 49 and a half. Cowboys, interestingly enough, inserted themselves back in the playoff picture a little bit. They're, oh, yeah. They uh, now sit with five wins, only one win behind the uh, Washington football team, tied with the Giants for second place in the division. I think that. The Cowboys might sneak their way in after looking terrible for all these weeks. Andy Dalton has really put it together down there the past few weeks. They could. They could. I mean, the Giants could go from first to worst in that division in a matter of three weeks, four yeah, weeks. I thought they the got Giants the Giants. They got Giants week 17. Yeah. Um, so who knows? And the Eagles, that, that tie could end up being fruitful for them. Yeah. And, you know, Hurts looking great. I mean, I. If I I think it's anyone's race, Eagles, Cowboys, uh, Redskins, or football team in uh, in the NFC East. I think the Giants are positioned the worst. They got the the Ravens and then the uh, Cowboys yep. last two weeks. You know that's that's the hardest schedule of the four NFC East teams. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they're in a really really bad position right now, and they were. They were looking so promising. I thought it was kind of a lock that the Giants were going to be the ones in the playoffs here, but it just doesn't seem that way anymore. And now, who do who do yeah. Washington? Washington's home against the Panthers. Panthers didn't look bad. That's a winnable they, game. That's a that's a winnable game for Washington, but it's also a winnable game for the Panthers. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd love to see the Panthers win that game because then that puts them that puts the Giants ahead of them in the in the draft order. Oh, okay. And I right, guess that right it, well, four and I, ten, yeah, they'll be fine. Whoever wins, whoever loses this Eagles Cowboys game is out. Yes. Yep. They can't win the division. Yeah. So I'd love for the Eagles to, as a Giants fan, the best scenario is the Eagles win this game, and then the Giants beat the cow, the Cowboys beat the Giants week seventeen. That's right. the best case scenario for the Giants, because then the Giants finish in fourth in the NFC East and. <laughs> vault right. up to like the fifth or sixth pick in the draft so you don't even want to make the playoffs at this point no no, no. okay, no. What, okay. What, what's the point yeah, what's the true. point what's the point to you give know. to give the two seed a look, very it's, easy win <laughs> oh no you wouldn't yeah. even be the two seed you would be the three seed in the, or the four seed four in the seed. playoffs four seed that's yeah. crazy um i think it's perfect because we we showed that joe judge has some heart and he he can win games um because i think joe judge is a great coach i, I hope you know, I need. I don't think there's any chance he gets fired, but I think 
we need to get Gettleman out of there, and I think yeah. this now, if they lose out, it gives them the point to say, hey, you know, it's time to go, Davey, Davey G. Yeah. Um, and get that's that's what's needed. Um, and then we got, you know, we'll hire a, a GM that, you know, believes in Joe the way Joe Judge does things, and but has a new, you know, old school mindset with a new new look twist on it. Yeah. That's no, what I definitely. think the Giants need a GM. I think so too. Um, just to recap, Lions plus nine and a half, Browns minus nine and a half, Colts minus one and a half, Bills minus seven, and Eagles Cowboys over 49 and a half. I know we went all over the place in there. But Jones, let's hear these picks. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of the same as you. Um, uh, my first one is um, the Cheeses Jesus, Aaron Rodgers. Minus three and a half. Uh, if you really are scared about it, buy the hook. Uh, take it down to three. But I think the Packers are hum- going to be humming going into the playoffs. I think they're one of the few teams that could dethrone the Chiefs going into the uh, NFL playoffs. Could be could be one of Rodgers' last couple shots at a at a Super Bowl. So you know he's having an MVP caliber year. Why not? Uh, also agree with you on Bills minus seven. Um, I think, you know, I think the Patriots are just the airs out of the tires there in new England. Uh, nothing, nothing really for them there. Um, last, I know they played well last week, the Falcons, but I'm, I'm taking the chiefs minus 10 and a half chiefs are in stride. I just, I, I think this is going to be a high scoring game, but, um, I, I like the chiefs to so give me, give me the chiefs, like, you know, 38, 34 to 20. 26 or something like that 20 38 26 something like that you know some high scoring game Fun um, fact: chiefs out of all the teams left in playoff contention chiefs are the worst team against the spread at six seven and one i believe that yeah it's right. just they just they've been over bet so much you know so so many high numbers guess who um who, who do you think has the best record against the spread in the afc that's among the active playoff eligible teams AFC active playoff eligible teams. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. Close. The Bills are 9 and 5 against the spread. So are the Colts, but the Miami Dolphins are 11 and 3 against the spread wow. this year. Insane. Wow. You can pretty much lock it in. <laughs> you can, if you That's awesome. I was, the Dolphins, yeah. I was thinking about the Dolphins too. I was thinking about the Dolphins too. A lot of those games were dogs at the beginning of the year. That's not a bad bet, you know. Dolphins minus three. I know it's a trap game on the roads line, I at but that. I looked at they, that. <laughs> they might be without their car. Um, it's, it's a. I considered it strongly too. I I might bet that in person, you know, in real life. Um, and my last spread is uh, a revenge game for you know nine years running. It feels like now Saints minus seven against the Vikings. Okay. Uh, they always give them trouble this year, yep. this time of year. So. I you know Drew Brees back in the fold. Saints looked good last week. Give me give me the the Saints to knock the Vikings out for good this year um, in a late season matchup. Uh, just a touchdown, you know. But let's hope you really Cook want has like three or four touchdowns because yeah, sure. I need sure. to win for this your, fantasy for league <laughs> for your sake. Yes. Um, and my last my over under is Chiefs Falcons over fifty four. Uh, I've alluded to it before. I think it could be a high-scoring game. Um, I was the asshole who took the under on the Chiefs last week, thinking Vegas was trying to trick us. <laughs> I thought um, so, too, though. I thought so, too. I said that yeah. on, the, on the Bleacher Bets pod. I said that line 
you planted it in my head that that line was weird. It, it, it was weird. It was weird. But you know what? Sometimes the public's right. You know, everyone likes to trash the public and trash the average Joe, but sometimes they're fucking right. Um, and that was one of those occasions. I don't know what Vegas was doing with that line, but it, it, I think it went way over when it was like 62 or something or 60, 61. Yeah, it, was, like it was way over. It was like that a minute into the fourth quarter. I think it went over. Yeah. Was, um, um, so I'm, I'm taking the over this week. 54 Falcons Chiefs. I think it's going to be a high scorer though. Falcons Falcons pass defense is so trash. Yeah, I I like that too. I also one little bonus one over that I like. I love the Titans Packers over 56. High number, but the Titans have gone over in 10 of their 14 games and the Packers have gone over in um 7 of their uh 14 games. So take that for what you will. Um, both teams that, you know, Packers half the time go over, and it's usually when they play a team that also scores a lot of points. Titans defense, not that great. Um, they've really been letting up a shit ton of points, but Derrick Henry is on another level, so that's another play that I, I – we won't count that for anything, but that's just for the people at home. I really, really like over 56 in the Packers-Titans. Of course. A little, little bonus bet. Bonus bet for you. And for Sully this week, we're just going to fade Dave. So Dave, yeah. hopefully yep. you Sully. go five and out. <laughs> <laughs> Sully's taking everything off. Yeah, Sunday. yeah. Sully is gonna fade Dave on everything. Sorry, Sully, you didn't but. send us your picks in time, so you're fading Dave. Uh, but that is gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, in the meantime, go follow us on socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter, uh, at Bleacher Bets. Um, check out the store at BleacherFan.com, and please go check out, rate, and subscribe to this podcast, Bleacher Banter as well as Bleacher Bets, our new uh, betting podcast, that those episodes will drop later this week. Uh, everybody have a safe, happy, merry Christmas holidays, and we will be back next week Let's with another back. episode. Uh-huh. Coming up, I was confused. My mama kissing a girl. Confusion occurs coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I want to live good, so shit, I sell dope for a full finger ring. One of them go ropes. Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin coat. If I can move a few packs, I get the hat. Now that'd be dope. Tossed and turned in my sleep that night. Woke up the next morning, niggas have stole my bike. Different day, same shit, ain't nothing good. In the hood, I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could. Either